and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and with the recent launch of a number of schemes by the Department of Agriculture, I'm joined by Aidan Murray, Chagas Beef Specialist, and Michael Hennessy, Chagas Head of Tillage, to discuss the new schemes. Michael and Aidan, you're very welcome. Michael, if we start with the Tillage Incentive Scheme, it has been welcomed by many farmers across the country. Who is the scheme targeted towards? So really, this scheme is trying to increase the amount of tillage crops in the country, but really the, the overall the amount of um, tillage and forage grown in the country. So it's it's aimed at all farmers. No farmer is necessarily excluded out of it. Um, whether you're whether you're a tillage farmer or a grassland farmer, uh, anybody can uh, can participate in it. So what it's um, I, I suppose really what it's trying to do is it's trying to bring more ground out of grass into tillage. So there's kind of, it's a, it's a two hurdle type scenario for anybody um, who, who can participate in it. And I suppose just by the way, it's, it's 400 euros per hectare or 160 euros an acre is the, is the payment for this. So essentially the bar is, is, is as low as this, I suppose, um, that essentially a, a grower uh, would compare uh, the BPS statement, B, BPS application from 2021 in comparison to 2022. And if in 2022, there is more tillage area in 2022 than in 2021, that's the first hurdle. The second hurdle, that extra area that's come into 2022, that needs to have come from grassland. So in other words, somebody who plows up extra grassland on their farm and has more tillage on their farm in total will get this payment automatically. That's great, Michael. I suppose when converting from grassland to tillage, where's the first place to start? Well, I suppose first and foremost, it uh, depends on where you are in the country. Um, you really want to make sure whether you have the basics to hand, I suppose. Can you get seed? Can you get fertilizer? Um, can you get the agrochemicals um, that, that, that are necessary, such as weed control and that locally? Um, and I, I suppose this might, might sound an odd one, but, but not necessarily in some parts of the country. Is there a local contractor to do the work for you? And maybe more crucially, a combine to actually get, get the thing harvested. So look, that's that's the start. That's the starting point, um, and and we're not too far down along the line when you kind of think about all of those. The second one then is, um, look, you just need to figure out, or the farmer needs to figure out, can he make money out of this? Um, so ideally, I, I suppose look, tillage isn't a half person's, you know, there's no half measures in it. Put it that way, you either have to do it full bore or you don't do it at all. Um, because of the money outlay that's involved in it every crop needs to get to a reasonable minimum before you're going to start making money. So on a spring barley, for instance, it's probably going to take probably to go to two and a half tons before you're going to start to make money out of it. That's the level it is. Now, whether that happens to be um, on your, on your, you know, whether you're going to keep it for yourself in your own, in your own um, shed and feed it later on in the year or whether, whether the farmer is going to sell it, you still need to do that. So, for that, then, uh, I suppose where I'm coming to is you need relatively high yields. You can't do it half-arsed, basically. Um, so when we again think about um, this, the, the, the land that a farmer might choose, look, uh, primarily most of it's probably going to be sown to spring barley. Spring barley, of all the things it does not like, it does not like low pH. So the first thing to test is where is the pH in that ground? If it's not above six, really at nothing but spring barley, it needs to be closer to six and a half. If it's, if it's six or below, oats is probably a, a, a better bet for you. Um, and I suppose some of the other forage crops, whether it's maize or um, maize or, 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 or beet, 
Um, I, again, it wants to be closer to six and a half. I suppose just by the way, um, uh, Catherine, in terms of the eligible crops that people can 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 plant, it's uh, barley, wheat, or oats, either winter or spring, um, um, maize, and fodder beet or sugar beet, uh, and potatoes as well. That's the other ones. To know. So look, there's there's a wide variety of crops, but you really do need to think about the ground that that, that you put them into. And you've hit a lot of the pitfalls there, Michael, and I suppose some farmers have never sown a crop before. So of what you've mentioned, which of these crops might be the easiest to grow? I know you have to give it at all, but which might be easier growing depending on the soil type and location, etc. If your soils are reasonably good, spring barley is probably the easiest. However, if your soil is low in pH and low in P and K, uh, oats is probably going to be the best. It'll scavenge that a little bit better um, and it'll tolerate the pH that a little bit better. But look, the, the other kind of pitfalls I, I suppose I'd really point to is, is that, um, I suppose two things, if you're going to plow uh, grassland, the longer it's plowed before you sow it, the better it is. Because you, you have this kind of breaking down type scenario where where the, um, the, 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 the grassland, which is trying to, uh, I suppose, degrade in the soil will suck a lot of the nitrogen out of it. So um, where possible, all growers should do a couple of things. They should put a, a high enough seed rate in so by that, in, in, in old money, if you like, about 12 stones the acre of spring barley or 180 kgs per hectare, you really want to be considering that as a minimum. Uh, they ideally want to be applying P and K down the spout, in other words, beside the seed to get the best out of whatever P and K they want to put onto it. And lastly, um, to really consolidate that seedbed. So, um, you know, where, where, where ground is, um, you know, packed tight, not compacted, but packed tight in, in a consolidated way, you're going to create the best seed bed for, for that spring barley. That's great, Michael. And I suppose, finally, farmers that have never sown a crop before, who should they contact if they're considering joining the scheme? The easiest place to start is probably if there's a specialist tillage grower beside that farmer. They're just the easiest place to start, start with. A lot of grassland farmers who might be considering this, as, as in they might have uh, you know, uh, maybe it might be overly uh, intensive in terms of running a lot of cattle that might be able to take out 10 or 15 or 20 acres out of the system without any problem. They mightn't have the machinery and they certainly probably don't have the expertise because it does take a bit of expertise. For those farmers, the best opportunity may well be just to hook up with a local tillage farmer who's good at the job so that they get that high yield and there's a chance of profitability in it for everybody. Um, that can be done in, 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 I suppose, two or three different ways. Short-term rental, longer-term rental, um, that would come with uh, you know um, a tax incentive in it, or even a kind of a share farm type, type scenario. So there's loads of different ways, and obviously then the other side of it is look if if a farmers going going on their own, um, you know contact your local advisor, whether it's a Chagas advisor or, or or any other advisor, um, and and maybe get a little bit of advice certainly from the local merchant in terms of the availability of um, materials, whether that's you know seeds or fertilizers, whatever. It's all critical that that's all kind of put in place. That's great, Michael. And as you said, the payment of 400 a hectare and farmers will be just applying through their basic payment application form this year. Yeah, there's no application and uh, no, no other specific application, whether it's a tick box or, or some other application be filled out. The, the department will just compare last year's application with this year's application. And if you, if you meet those couple of criteria I mentioned earlier, um, the farmer will get paid. Thanks, Michael, for that update on the tillage incentive scheme. In farmers that have participated in the BPS previously, can you give an overview of the main tasks farmers must complete this year? 
Well, basically, Catherine, it's, it's broadly similar uh, to what they would have done in 2020 or 2021 if they had already been in the scheme. Uh, there's one ma mandatory action that's required, which is basically means that you weigh uh, the suckler cow and her unweaned calf. Those uh, calves should have been born or eligible calves will have been born from the 1st of July 2021 to the 30th of June this year. Uh, and the cow and calf must be weighed um, on the same day. Uh, and as I said, the calf must be unweaned. Obviously, there's other basic criteria that, you know, you have to have an active herd number. You must put in a basic payment in 2022. And the other thing, I suppose, is that, um, you know, just because you applied in 2020 or 2021, uh, you don't automatically roll over into 22. You must reapply to get in in 2022. And of course, there may be some people that haven't been in in 2020 or 21 and may go in for the first time in 2022. And that's 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 allowable as such. But the main action is weighing the cow and calf. And it's that action that triggers the potential amount of payment that you can get from the other optional actions. And the other two optional ac uh, optional actions are, number one, you can opt for meal feeding four weeks uh, pre and two weeks post weaning, uh, or you can uh, opt for a vaccination uh, protocol on the farm against uh, pneumonia. Um, or And the third uh, potential or the second potential option is the faecal egg testing whereby you lift faecal samples where they're looking for rumen and uh, liver fluke uh, and send it off to the uh, one of the DAFM approved labs uh, before the 3rd of October uh, this year and, and get your results back. And again, but it's the meal feeding, the vaccination are optional, as is the faecal egg sample, but it's a weigh-in, uh, which is the mandatory action that'll sort of trigger the potential amount of payment that you can get there. And if a farmer had previously registered the scales, will they have to re-register it again, Aidan, or what's the process? Well, no, basically, if, if, if you've had registered a set of scales uh, up to this, ICBF have confirmed that you won't have to re-register. It's only somebody maybe coming in or somebody that has a new scales could look to re-register. The other question is that, you know, the application period for this is uh, will run uh, up to the 25th of April to just before midnight so you can uh, apply online through your ag food account uh, you just go into ag food uh, you look for the tab down along the the left side hand side of the page called the beef sector efficiency programs and it'll be listed bps uh, and dairy beef and you actually go on there uh, confirm your interest and submit an application uh, now those because those applications will be ongoing for the next few weeks um, the ICBF site where you'll record the weights, uh, that site will actually become active uh, uh, um, now next week, um, uh, on, on, on Monday of next week. Uh, but the actual herd numbers that are, that are eligible will be filtered across to ICBF over, over the next few weeks as people start to apply. There's something over 2,000 farmers have applied in the last week alone to go back into the deep. Uh, S scheme. So, uh, but but you still can record your wits uh, on the ICBF site. Um, you know, even through record events, there's there's no there's no issue there. So farmers have up until the twenty fifth of April to apply for the scheme. Yeah, no, that that's to get full payment uh, and that. But there is a lit application window there that if you apply after the twenty fifth of April, you can actually put in an application up until the. Uh, 20th of May 
Now, the downside to that is that there's obviously a, a penalty incurred if you go beyond the 25th of April. And basically, if you left it until the 20th of May to apply, you basically, whatever your full payment would, would have been uh, if you were on time, they'll de deduct 18% uh, off that payment because of late application. So there is there is a, a window there uh, uh, and that where they basically deduct 1% for every working day after the 25th uh, of April. What is the rate of payment for the BPS scheme? Well, basically, Catherine, uh, it, it's, you can get paid on up to a maximum of 100 cows for an individual hair donor. Um, and basically for the first 10 cows and calves that are weighed, it's 50 euro per unit. Uh, the Anything then from 11 uh, cows and calf units up to 100 is at 40 euros. Uh, and then again, like last year, the meal feeding and the vaccination, if you picked for that, uh, it's 30 euros per, uh, per, per eligible calf. And for the uh, faecal egg sampling, that's 10 euro. So if you were, for example, a maximum of 100 cows and calves eligible for that, and you went for the mandatory weigh-in, you went for, say, meal feeding and you went for the faecal egg sampling, you're potentially looking at a payment of €8,100. That's great, Aidan. And in relation to the dairy beef calf scheme, which is a support for farmers that are rearing calves from the dairy herd, what stock are eligible for that scheme? Well, basically, again, it's very similar. Your application, you have to be an active herd number. You must submit a 2022 basic payment. But if you have a male calf of a dairy breed uh, on your holding, uh, or you have a male or a female calf uh, of a beef breed uh, that was that was uh, born to a dairy dam, well, those animals will actually be eligible. So, you know, if you had Frisian bull calves, for example, obviously you're ruling out Frisian heifers and stuff like that, but your Frisian bull calves, uh, your male and female uh, beef bred calves, your Angus's, your Herefords, your Belgian Blues, your, your Aubrex, uh, your, uh, and that, that have come off uh, a dairy dam, those will all be uh, will all be eligible uh, uh, as part of the scheme, and I suppose there's a few uh, things that you must bear in mind. The calves must be at least twelve weeks old uh, before they're actually weight recorded, um, uh, and all if you do record this year, both for BPS and for the dairy uh, calf scheme, you're supposed to have the weights recorded on the ICBF database before the first of November. Um, and the calves, they will accept weights from calves born after the 1st of July, 2021, uh, uh, right the way through to calves that would be born up to midsummer. But, you know, the calves have to be at least 12 weeks old before the end of uh, end of November if you're, if you're to qualify for, for payment. So on your farm for at least 10 days and be at least 12 weeks old at the time of weighing, you need to weigh a minimum of five eligible calves and you can go up to a maximum of 40 which is an improvement on last year. It was one of those schemes last year that was undersubscribed. Uh, and so they decided to uh, double the rate of eligible calf, or the maximum number of calves from 20 to 40. Uh, and basically uh, that that's hopefully we'll see a, a better uptake for that scheme this year. Again, um, the, the closing date for application on that scheme is, is the 25th of April as well, midnight on the 25th of April. Finally, Aidan, when can farmers expect to see the genomic tags arrive on farm? Yes, Catherine. Um, just in the last few days, there's been a number of questions coming in from farmers with the, the, the better weather and thinking about letting out stock. They would obviously like to get them tagged before they let them out. Uh, so basically, um, 
they've started to arrive on farm in the last few days and will continue to arrive out on farms over the next few weeks, provided uh, people have the eligible number of animals genotyped. If you don't have uh, the eligible number uh, for genotype tags at this stage, ICBF tend to wait until you have enough births on the farm or enough eligible animals on the farm to trigger the ordering of the tag. So for some people, it'll take longer. Anybody that has their full complement uh, and that the, the tags could arrive uh, any time from now on. That's great, Aidan. Thanks very much, Aidan and Michael. I think that answers a lot of questions that farmers may have. And for further information, listeners can talk to their local Chagas advisor and the link to additional information will be available on the podcast text. Thank you. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Aidan and Michael for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening. <laughs>